Well, welcome to Living Free. How's everyone doing tonight? It's a little bit chilly out there, isn't it? It is a little bit chilly. You know, I, uh, years ago, I was part of a brand new church that started, and my responsibility was is to lead worship. And uh, this particular Sunday morning, I was going to church, and I noticed that the parking lot was like really full, which was unusual because I was like one of the first people to get there. And so uh, I get to this parking lot, and this sinking feeling hits me. Have you ever had one of those things happen to you? You know, I knew something was wrong. You know what it was? It was daylight savings time. And so I knew I was kind of in trouble. The first thing that went into my mind is, you know, what excuse could I come up with? You know, I'm thinking, like, well, I didn't set my clock, or the alarm clock didn't work, or I got in a fight with my wife or my children. You know, I'm trying to go on through my mind like this. Well, I go into the um, building, and the service is already going. And so I try to slip into the back door, and everybody at one time turns around at me and says, you forgot to set your clock. And they started laughing at me. I was so humiliated, I never went back to that church again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was leading worship there. <laughs> what else was I going to do? You know, but isn't it true that, that we, we have those thoughts in our mind, that when we mess up, that when we make a mistake, when something happens, the first thing that comes to our mind is an excuse. We want to come up with an excuse. It's been going on since the beginning, hasn't it? I mean, with Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God, when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, um, well, they thought the same way. God began to question them. It's found in Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to read that to start out today. And it's in verses 11 and 12. It says, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman that you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Isn't that what we all do? I mean, it's the normal response is that we blame somebody else. The reason that I'm in trouble is because of her. You know, the reason that I did this is because of him. And so we throw ourselves right into that. Well, of course, Eve learned from her husband, and so she continues the same thing in verse 13. It says, Then the Lord asked the woman, what have you done? Well, the serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. And you know, it goes on and on, doesn't it? This is what we learn throughout life. You know, we're in a series that we just started last week. It's called Excuses. And so we're looking at the different excuses that we use that keep us from moving forward, that keep us from being healed, that keep us from getting the help that we need. Last week, Landon talked about um, the excuse that, you know, if I do this, I might fail. And failure is a powerful thing, isn't it? It's something that all of us identify with. And failure stops us from getting the help that we need. Failure stops us from uh, reaching out to another person. Well, today I want to look at a different excuse that we use all the time. You know what it is? I'll do it later. It doesn't mean that I won't do it. I'm just not going to do it right now. That's what it really means. It's that excuse. It's procrastination, isn't it? And whenever we procrastinate about something, well, there's always a cost to procrastination. I'll give you a couple examples. I think you can relate to this. How many of you, when you get home, you throw off your clothes onto the floor and you just kind of leave them there in the bedroom? Some of you are that way, aren't you? Yep, you throw them on the floor. And after a while, what happens to the floor? The floor disappears, doesn't it? 
and you're treading through, you know, your room. That's what happens when we are lazy or we don't really care about that. Here's another one, is that if you don't save your money, if you're not good financially with yourself, what happens when you get older? You don't have any money, do you? If we don't take care of our health and we don't eat well, what happens later in life? We're gonna have complications. It's almost a given, isn't it? If we have problems in life and we don't take care of those problems, what happens to those problems? It creates more problems and it continues to compound. In fact, my guess is this, is that all of us, we struggle at different times. But what happens is, is that when we knew that we needed to get help, I'll bet many of you procrastinated about coming to Living Free, didn't you? I mean, you thought, well, maybe I'll go next week. Maybe I'll go when things get a little bit calmer in my life. And we put those things off. In fact, statistics show that 20% of adults are regular procrastinators. That means that one out of every five people that are here tonight are a procrastinator, right? So why? Why do we procrastinate? What, what is the cause of that? I'm gonna go through a couple of reasons that I think we'll all be able to identify with. One, the first one is this, and if you have your notes, you can follow along with me on your phone or you can write these down. The first one is laziness. <laughs> we just don't wanna do it, do we? We'd rather do what we want to do, and some of us are a little bit more lazy than other people. And um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, how many of you have dogs? Yeah, we, we love dogs, don't we? But, but what happens when they go outside? They poop, don't they? And how many of you really enjoy going out and cleaning that poop up? Yeah, not many of us in that. And what happens if we don't do that after a while? It's a big mess, isn't it? And what happens is it stinks, you know, and then we've got this huge problem that's happened if we don't do anything about it. Another one is, how about your car? How many of you throw stuff down in your car? You know, clothes and trash, you know, and you forget to kind of pick it up, and after a while, what happens to your car? It looks like a garbage bin, doesn't it? It looks like a garbage bin. Listen, I've seen some of your cars, and it's not a pretty sight at all. You know, if we wait and we don't do that, there's always a consequence to that thing when we're lazy. How about when we have an addiction? How about when we have a loss in our life or a relationship issue and we do nothing about it because, well, we're kind of tired. We don't really feel like it. We'd rather kind of stay home and watch TV rather than go and get help. And when we do those things, we miss out on certain things, don't we? We miss out on the very things that we need. We miss out on help and support and encouragement. We miss out on getting accountability to keep us on this, the right path. You know, we miss out on all of those things in life when we decide that, well, we don't feel like doing those things. That's the cost of laziness. In fact, the Bible talks a lot about this. In Proverbs 12, 24, it says, work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Isn't that good? And then Proverbs 13, 4, it says, lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. So there's always a consequence when we just don't do what we know we should, should do because of laziness. Another one is fear. We don't move forward because we are afraid. What are we afraid of? Well, there's a lot of things uh, that we can be afraid of. Um, the first one is change. 
Change can be a scary thing, can't it? I mean, what's it gonna look like? What will I have to do in order to change? Another fear that we have is rejection. You know, will people accept me? Or sometimes, here's even a bigger one, will they accept all the problems that I have in my life? And so that fear of rejection prevents us from doing things and we put them off. Another one is failure. You know, Landon talked about this last week, but failure is a big thing. You know, if I do this, well, I'm just gonna fail any, anyway, and then I'll feel worse about myself, and so I end up doing nothing. Fear stops us from taking the steps that we need. Fear convinces us that it's not really worth it. Fear reminds us of all the what ifs, all the possibilities, and we end up doing nothing in the end. In fact, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, for God has given us, uh, has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a power, love, and self-discipline. When we experience fear, we always need to remember that fear does not come from God at all. It doesn't come from him. Les Brown uh, had a great quote. He said this. He says, too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. Isn't that true? See, what happens is if we give in to our fears, then we're allowing our fears now to control our life. And unfortunately, many of us are living a life of fear. Here's another one, being overwhelmed. I mean, we look at our life and all the things that need to be done, and we are overwhelmed. In fact, we don't even know where to start. We don't know how to start. And we have this battle going on in, in our minds and thinking about all the things that we have to do. And we're going over and over all these things, and, and we end up doing nothing in the very end. I mean, I bet many of us feel overwhelmed right now. And so we continue to put things off. Here's one more, selfishness. <laughs> don't we love that one? We just don't wanna do it. <laughs> Basically, we wanna do what we wanna do. We have our own desires. Uh, we have the things that give us that, that quick fix, that good feeling for that moment, but it really doesn't last. And here's the thing with selfishness. Sometimes we don't do things because we wanna get back at somebody else. Anybody ever do that? Boy, I've sure done that many times. We, we are selfish in ourselves, so we want to make that other, people, that other person pay, so we're not going to do what they want us to do at all. In fact, James talks about this in 3.16. He says, he says, for whenever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Did you hear that? I mean, wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there's gonna be di disorder and evil of every kind. When we are selfish, there's gonna be disorder. And I looked this up, and you know what disorder means? It means there's gonna be confusion and instability in our lives. <laughs> Some of us are living that, aren't we? I mean, when we don't do things, when we don't change, when we don't follow through, what's happening is, is that selfishness is taking over and there is confusion in our life, there's instability. When there is selfishness in control of our life, it will pull us in every direction except forward. We're just gonna be stuck. Now there's many reasons why we put things off, we procrastinate, I mean, we all get that. But I found this interesting statistic. It said this, that 95% of us that are procrastinators, 95%, we don't wanna be that way. We really do want to change. So how do we change? Isn't that the reason we're here? 
we want to change. So let me give you a couple of ideas here, how we can, or what we can do about procrastination. The first one is so obvious, do it today. Now, I know it's obvious, but let me explain what that really means. We put things off, of course, because of all these other reasons, but we need to start doing whatever we need to do today. Because what happens is, is when we say, I'll do it tomorrow, or we put it off, it's like a weight that goes upon our back. And every time we say, yeah, I'll get to that later, or I'll do it tomorrow, that weight gets heavier and heavier and heavier upon us. And some of us are pretty weighted down because we got a lot of stuff we're carrying around with us. It, when I was thinking about this, I thought about this picture of a hoarder. Anybody know a hoarder in your life? Yes, don't point fingers. If you watch the show Hoarders, you have a problem, let me just say. I cannot watch that show. It just frustrates me to no end. But, but, but imagine this. I don't, I don't think that any person starts their life and says, you know what, I'm going to be a hoarder. I, I think I want to be a hoarder. I'm going to work really good at being the best hoarder that I can. I, it doesn't happen that way, does it? What happens is, is that people start grabbing a few things, and they start accumulating things in their house, you know, and they don't get rid of anything, and they get some garbage or recycling things, they put it into some bags, you know, and they put it in one area and another area, and after a couple of days and weeks, yeah, there's, a, there's some messes around the house and that, but it continues to go, doesn't it? Month after month, year after year, and all of a sudden, they can't even move in their house. In fact, they are captive in their house. They have this little trail, I've been in a house like this, a little trail that they kind of navigate through because there's so much stuff in their life. But procrastination can be the same way. We can put something off, and then we put something off again, and then we put something off again, and pretty soon, we're really familiar with that routine. We're really used to putting things off. And, and we, be, we, we like kind of those uh, where we're at. In fact, um, I love uh, Benjamin Franklin. He said this, this uh, quote. He says, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Don't put off. We've all heard that, right? When we put off things, well, what do we miss out on? Well, we miss out on, of course, support and encouragement. We miss out on, on healing. We, we get overwhelmed. We get stuck. We get um, uh, stressed out because of all these things. And, and here's the thing. What God says in his word is we need to do things today. So when God tells us to do something, he's really saying, hey, I want you to do it today, and there's a very good reason I want you to do it today, because it's for our benefit Here's a verse I want to share with you in Hebrews 3.15. This is the consequence of not doing it today. It says, today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. You see, when we decide that we don't do what God wants us to do, our hearts become hardened. And what happens is we feel like God is really distant. He's like, like far away from us. And his voice becomes less and less and less. And we start wondering, God, where are you? Where are you? And the reason is, is we've hardened our heart. And God is saying, no, I want you to do what I tell you to do today. Because today will set you free. 
Don't put it off until tomorrow. Now, he, he uses lots of illustrations in the Bible about today. One of them is resolving conflict with somebody. Isn't that the hardest thing to do? I mean, when we have to resolve conflict with somebody, we, like, we want to put it off. Like, who wants to go confront somebody? But this is what he says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. He says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, basically in church, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, or maybe you have something against them, leave the sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. What is that passage saying? What it's saying is if we, uh, if we have a problem with somebody and we have a conflict between them, what God is saying is we need to deal with it as our first priority. In fact, over coming to church and singing songs and li- listening to an amazing message, God wants us to go to that person. It was a joke. It really was. God wants us to go to that person and to resolve the conflict. But why does God want us to do that? Because he wants us to prevent more pain in our life. See, if we hold on to that conflict and that grudge and that unforgiveness, you know what happens? Is we open up our heart to bitterness and resentment. And that begins to change us and it'll cause us more pain and it will cause everyone around us more pain as well. So God is saying, no, I want you to do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow, do it today. And so um, if we know that we have problems in our life, God is telling us, don't wait, do it today. If you have an addiction problem, guess what? Tomorrow is too late. You need to do something tonight. If you are struggling and doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, you know it. You need to stop, not tomorrow, you need to stop tonight. If you are struggling in a relationship, maybe it's your marriage, and you're not doing good at all, and your your first thought is, you know what, I just need to kind of put it aside, and it'll get better on its own. Don't do that, because God wants us to deal with it today. We don't want to put off things in the future that we need to deal with today. Listen to this verse, it's in Psalm 95, verse 7. I love this verse, it says, for he is our God, we are his people, he watches over the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. You know what that verse says? It reminds us that God cares about us more than anything else, more than anyone else. God is concerned about us. God wants his best for us. And he wants us to listen to him because when we do, it will benefit us the most. And some of us are going, oh man, I wanna do my own thing. I don't feel like doing that. I'm just not ready. I I need to pray about it. Have you ever said that? Oh, I need to just pray. No, if God tells you to do it, you need to do it today. Here's the second one. We need to value our time. It says your time, but it it really is value our time. We only have so much time in life, isn't it true? I mean, our greatest asset in all of life is what? Time. So when we say, I'll do it tomorrow, or "I'll, I'll do it later, we're assuming that we have later, aren't we? We're assuming that we have more time And guess what? We may not have any more time. So when we put things off and we want to do them in the future, what we're doing is we're not valuing 
the time that God has given us all along. See, we need to look at every minute of every day as a gift. And we need to use those minutes and that time that we have in a way that would honor God and do exactly what he wants us to do. James talks about this whole dilemma that we face in chapter four, verses 13 and 14, and this is what he said. He says, look here, who who say today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town, we'll stay there for a year, we'll do business there, make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like a morning fog, it's here for a little while, and then it is gone. Today or tomorrow, that's where the battle that we face, isn't it? We decide, am I gonna do it today or am I gonna do it tomorrow? If we wait till tomorrow, we miss out on all the things that God has for us. Some of us need healing, some of us need to be set free. God wants us to take the step today and God will follow through on his part. He's waiting for us to do the right thing. Don't use the excuse, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later because later may never be there. We need to value the time that we have in life. We need to see that God wants us to do the right thing today and see what the results will be. Let me ask you this. What is the thing that you know you need to be doing but you put off? Because that's the thing that God is speaking to you right now to do. So I want you to go ahead and bow your heads. I'm I'm just gonna pray for us right now. Father, you know every one of us. You know what we're going through, God. You know what we're facing, all the struggles, all the pains in life. And God, you also know what we have put off, what we have said, well, let me think about that. Let me me do it tomorrow. Let me do it later. And God, you're speaking to our heart right now. God, help us to say, yes, God, I'll do it right now. God, there are some of us here that are doing things that we know we should not be doing. God, you're telling us to stop right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, but right now. Some of us have been trying to deal things, deal with things in our own power and own strength, and God, you're saying, you know what, you need to get help. And not next week, you need to get help tonight. Some of us need to go into a group tonight. Because God, today is the day that we have. We don't know if we have tomorrow, but today is the day that God, we can meet with you and see how you can change our lives. And so God, help us to not use that excuse any longer. Help us to listen to your voice and to be obedient. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, let me tell you about a couple of things before we get out of here. One is we have a new group tonight called Intentional Parenting. If you struggle in parenting, this is an awesome group. It's so practical. It'll just give you tools to help connect with your kids, to know what to do and that. And so we'd love for you to check that out if you're not already in a group. So it's called Intentional Parenting. It's in room 112. It's right through these double doors right here. Go straight ahead. That's where Intentional Parenting is. Also, two weeks from today, do you know what two two weeks from today is? Halloween. And guess what? It lands on a Wednesday. But we are going to be here on Halloween. Here's the thing that we're going to do. I know that lots of you have kids. In fact, your kids are over there. Well, at 645, we're going to have Halloween at Living Free for our kids. And they're going to, yeah, I know. They're going to cook food for your kids. So they're going to have food for your kids over there. They're going to have movies. They're going to have games. And there might even be some sweets there as well for your kids. You guys get nothing. 
but the kids get everything over there. So that's going to happen in two weeks. We're going to still be here, and we're still going to meet, and we're still going to worship God that night. And if you're joining us for the first time, and you're going, you know, I'd like to find out a little bit more about living free in that, I'll meet you right over here in this section on the left-hand side over here. Just take a seat, and I'll tell you about all the different groups that we have and uh, just spend a few minutes with you. I'd love that opportunity to do that. If we can help you in any way, use the app, write down a prayer request on there, or or say, yeah, I'd like to talk to a pastor, and we'd love to reach out to you. So that's going to do it for our our evening. Have a great evening. Hope you, you get into a group tonight, and uh, I'll see the first-timers right over here.